Can everybody hear me okay? Can you see me? I have to actually stand in the light for you to be able to see me. So you guys can, can find a seat. Well, about four years ago, I realized that I had a problem. See, I was running a small design agency at the time, and we got introduced to the concepts of lean startup and lean user experience. And uh, we were amazed by it. We thought, wow, this is great. We absolutely need to put this into our methodology. But then there came the problem. See, we are a distributed team. And so if we were going to implement this, then how could we make this work? Uh, how could we make this work, lean startup work with a remote team? Well, let me tell you a little bit about our team. See, there's uh, seven of us, and we're spread across all four time zones in the United States. And we do a lot of uh, work for companies all over the United States. And some of the startups that we work with are distributed as well. And so after working for about six years as a distributed team before this point, there were a couple of things that we believed. One was that great ideas can come from anywhere. We're big believers in cross-disciplinary teams and the ability that they have to create products that really solve the right problem. And the second thing that we knew was that you don't have to be in the same room in order to be able to create those ideas. So if both of those things were true, then how could we use the, how could we adapt the uh, rapid iteration of Lean for our remote team? How could we make Lean work with our remote team? Well, after lots of experimentation, uh, we realized that uh, you can make Lean work for a remote team, but you have to be intentional. Now, Lean Startup is all about iteration and also about experimentation. So we did a lot of experimentation, we tried a lot of things, we failed a lot, uh, and we even found some things that actually work. And what we realized over the last four years is that there are three things that you need. Tools, methods, and culture. So first let's talk about tools. Uh, now I grew up on a farm, and on that farm we had a truck that had a lot of tools in the back. And so if you wanted to fix something, then you had to go and find the right tool for the job. So, I went looking for tools. And I found some of the tools that you guys probably use. Uh, and these are tools that our team still uses right now for remote collaboration and implementing Lean. But there was one tool that we found that was absolutely essential for being able to have Lean remote, uh, Lean teams work on a remote team. And that's video chat. Uh, video chat is super powerful. And uh, the reason is that because with distributed teams, it's not just about communication, us communicating with one another. It's really about building that community. Now, I think video chat is one of the most powerful ways for us to be able to do that, and here's why. Because when we're working together in a room, uh, then we're seeing body language. We're looking people in the eyes. We are communicating with one another. We're treating each other as humans because we're using all five of our senses. But when you remove some of those senses from the equation, then it feels like we're further and further away from our teammates. So to explain that, let me show you uh, some of the ways that we communicate. So first, there's email. Now, email is great for communicating facts, but it's not great for uh, iteration or ideating or brainstorming. So when was the last time that you heard someone say, hey, let's hop on email and come up with four new features for our iPhone app? It just doesn't happen. There's a lag in communication. Uh, there's no body language. There's no tone of voice. Well, what about text chat? Text chat is great. It reduces that uh, lag in communication. Uh, you can share links with one another, and this is a great tool. But there's still no body language. There's still no tone of voice, and there's still no eye contact. Now, the phone changes some of that. 
Uh, you know, with the phone, you can hear someone's voice. Sarcasm finally rings true like it's supposed to. Um, but there's still, there's still no body language. There's still no eye contact. And that is why I think video is so powerful. It changes all of that. You can look into the eyes of the person that you're communicating with. And there's a certain part of our brain that fires when we look into the eyes of that person. And so that's the reason I think video is the sweet spot. And just in case you were wondering, this is where conference calls are, and they make me sad. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that being together in real life is not best, uh, but I'm constantly amazed at how close video chat gets to being together in real life. Now, this is my friend Josh, and Josh and I worked together on a team for a little over a year, and uh, we would video chat the whole time, and we worked together for a year before we ever met in person, and when we finally did meet in person, it was in the parking lot at South by Southwest, and here's the way that exchange went. Josh stuck out his hand to shake mine, but I'm from the South, so I gave him a big hug instead, which made him feel awkward, which was part of my point in doing that. Um, and we were both thinking, man, it is so great to be together in the same place. But then about five minutes later, we completely forgot about uh, the fact that we weren't together all the time. So why is that? Well, for the last year, Josh and I have been video chatting pretty much every workday, and uh, not just talking about work, but talking about stupid, silly human stuff. Uh, we have been not just communicating, but building community. So that's why I think video is the sweet spot. And if video is the sweet spot, then what are some tools, you know, how can we get that set up to make that work and get the rapid iteration of Build, Measure, Learn going for our distributed teams when we're trying to practice Lean? Well, uh, if, the, uh, can, if the best camera is the one you have with you, then the best video chat tools are probably the ones you already have as well. And so with this simple setup of just two laptops with webcams and some video chat software, then you have all the tools that you really need to really speed up that build, measure, learn process. Now you can use whatever software you want to. You can use Google Hangouts or Skype or FaceTime. Um, that part of it's not as important as really using the tools to communicate with one another and build community. So these are, the team, these are the tools that our team used for a while, and they worked pretty well, but we noticed some things. Our remote team members weren't really able to see the work that we were doing at the wall. And so we were thinking, okay, how can we iterate on this? How can we make this better? Well, we started by taking the laptop or an iPad to the wall, and then we could actually show the remote team members what we were working on. And that was better, right? But we still had a problem where the team members, the remote team members, could either see the faces of the people that were communicating or they could see the ideas. And it dawned on us that what we needed was to add a second camera. So what kind of second camera could we use? Well, all of us have an amazing camera in our back pockets that's internet ready. So our first hack was to take Google Hangouts and add an iPhone to the mix. So we took the iPhone, put it on a tripod, pointed it at the wall and then we had the laptop to be able to kind of show the, the 30,000 foot view, right? So you can see I've got it highlighted here for you so you can see what's going on. So that is the view from the laptop itself, so you can see the faces, so you can lean in and talk to somebody and see their eyes. And this is the view at the same time of showing what's happening on the wall. And this really helped with communication because we're empathizing with one another and you're saying, here's why I think this is important. Now the great thing about this is you don't have to do this just in one location. You can have this same setup very inexpensively in several locations. Uh, and the idea does scale up from there. Now one point is that we did try using some virtual tools, but we kept coming back to pen and paper because uh, it engages a different part of your brain when you use a Sharpie than when you're typing. So we found that that was a lot more effective. 
Now, one of my favorite shows growing up was MacGyver. And sometimes you find yourself in a place where you have to improvise. And so if you have, a, uh, if you have some painter's tape and an easel that you found, uh, then, then you can take the iPhone and set that up and have a two-camera hack. In this situation, honestly, the laptop is just there as a battery because my iPhone battery is just sinking like a rock. <laughs> so what are some other ways that teams communicate with one another? Well, I mentioned chat apps before, and we use those. We, our team uses them all the time, all day, and they're great. You can share links with one another, and you get that near real-time communication. My only thing, my only hesitation on this is make sure that if you're using chat apps, sometimes you can type, sometimes you can talk faster than you can type. So don't be afraid to hop into a video chat real quickly, and you can be a lot more efficient with your time. Now, I have a son named Braden, and when he was 10 years old, we went on a spelunking trip. So we went with some other dads and sons. We went down in the cave, and the guide had us turn our flashlights off. And it was dark. We couldn't see one another. We had no idea where we were. And sometimes when you're working on a remote team on a project, it can feel a little bit like that cave. And so our team started using project hubs. So you probably recognize some of these icons that are up here. You probably use these. We use these as a project hub to put all of our information on the projects that we're working on. We even have a simplified version that we've created that we call Macroscope and use that to kind of share deliverables with our clients. And this is an awesome open source uh, project hub by a guy named Brad Frost. And so uh, the link is here and then I can give you the link later on in the, uh, in the notes from the talk. So those are some tools that we use. But tools are only effective if you have good methods to make them work. And so one of the methods that we found is really powerful is a daily stand-up. So our team meets every morning at 11 Central, uh, and we very quickly, each team member goes through what we did yesterday, what we're going to accomplish today, and what, if anything, is in our way. So we've gotten pretty efficient at this, and we actually use this with some of the startups that we work with, and we can roll through our, uh, through our daily stand-up, even when there's maybe seven or eight people in the call, in about 15 minutes. But we specifically plan time to not talk about work and just kind of communicate with one another and build that, that team. So one of the things that other humans like to do, I'm trying to simulate things that are in the, in the real world and simulate them with our, our distributed team, is lunch. So we thought, oh, this would be a great idea. Everybody brings their lunch to their table, we open up a video chat, and we can just kind of talk about stuff. Sounds like a great idea, right? But if you've ever sat across the table from Aunt Judy that likes to talk with her mouthful, yeah, that's kind of what it was like. And so it was a, a fail. <laughs> but a recent win... A recent win was that Google Hangouts has added a new feature where you can bookmark a Hangout. And this is really cool because you can create a virtual conference room. So here's the way that works. I'm text chatting with David here that is here with me. I get to see him about once or twice a year, but he's in the room. And uh, so we're text chatting about something. It becomes obvious that we need to hop into a, uh, a video chat. So I say, hey, meet me in the conference room. He clicks on his bookmark. I click on my bookmark. And boom, we're, uh, we're in a video chat. Now, we use a lot of sketches to iterate very quickly, and we had to figure out how we could share those with our team. So we started by just taking our, uh, taking our sketches and holding them up to the laptop so the other team members could see, or we would take our smartphones out and take pictures and put them in the project hub. But we still had a little bit of lag between when the sketches were being created. You have to hold them up and, oh, that, yeah, that'd be good. Let me make another change. Um, that, didn't, that wasn't real efficient, so we thought, how can we make this faster? Well... We didn't just need a second camera, we needed a better second camera. And this is iPivo, it's about 100 bucks, uh, and it's a great, great tool. 
What it does is it points a camera down at the table so we can do something called live sketching. So one person has the Sharpie and paper and they're doing sketches and talking about what they're, what they're doing and other team members can ask questions or make suggestions and say, oh yeah, let me do that and make the change. So it's really sped up the lag in the communication feedback. We've also been working with, we tried using a new tool called rocketboard.it. It's a, uh, an iPhone app that shares your whiteboard uh, with a link. So anybody can have that link and it updates every time you step away from the screen. We've just started experimenting with this, but it's pretty cool. Um, and then user testing is such a powerful thing. You're going to hear it over and over and over again at this conference. User testing is so important. And I'm a big advocate in ha of having lots of different team members actually do the user testing. So, um, if you have a distributed team, then how do you make that work? How do you share that load around? So, we've realized that if you use screencast software and a second camera of either the one on the laptop or the uh, camera on, uh, again, my iPhone on a, on a tripod, then you can capture the face and the body language of the person. If they're frustrated with a feature and you need, to, you need to convince someone higher up in the organization, hey, this really needs to be fixed, or if you need to convince an engineer, hey, this really needs to be fixed, they can actually see the look of frustration on the person's face. So that's been really powerful. One of the things I hear over and over again is how can we reduce the lag in the feedback loop? And one of the ways that we do that is using screencasts to not just say what we're talking about, but show what we're talking about. Now this past year, we worked with a development team that was in Manila, and that's a 13-hour time difference. So when we would have our brainstorming sessions, it wasn't very convenient for them to be able to attend. So at the end of one of our brainstorming sessions or another meeting talking about the project, I would make a quick five-minute recap screencast of what, everything we talked about, would load that to the project hub, and then when it was time for them to, uh, to, to be awake at a reasonable hour, they could watch the screencast and maybe make some changes and give another screencast to send back to us. It wasn't perfect, but it did help a lot with the communication and the time zone barrier there. Another thing that helps with uh, increasing camaraderie is to get your team together under the same roof. So one of the startups that we work with is Popbox, and a couple of times a year we try to have Camp Popbox. So this is a team that's spread across three different parts of the country, and so we've had Camp Popbox in each of the three locations. Uh, we get together to plan, we get together to work, and we get together to tell stupid stories and laugh and share meals together. And it's awesome. And that kind of leads me to culture. So we've got tools and methods, but culture, culture is the thing that holds a team together and allows them to create something awesome. And it's really important. And one of the best things that I've found for creating culture is the, the it's so important the way that we treat one another. Now, uh, I'm a Christian, so I study scripture, and I think that there are secrets that are hidden in scripture. And in a book called Philippians, it says to consider others better than you do yourselves. And that might seem kind of counterintuitive, but if you think about it for a little bit, there's not a single culture in the world that values selfishness. But every culture admires selflessness. So if you're a team leader or a team leader, a team member, and you're putting the wants and needs of your users and the wants and needs of your other team members ahead of your own, then you're going to have a team that's absolutely going to have your back. And you're going to be able to do amazing things. So it's a simple thing, uh, a simple thing to talk about, but it's really difficult to practice. And most days, I'm not very good at it. But it's worth it because uh, people are better, work is better, and life is better. So try being selfless. Another thing that makes things better is humor. Uh, it's a huge part of our culture, and uh, I've, I've seen how humor can help create a good culture in a company. 
So when you have your daily stand-up meeting, schedule some time to, uh, to laugh and tell stories. Be silly. Use the funny stuff that they have in Google Hangouts. Um, you can see this. David actually did this to me. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, and then uh, you can even, we even had April Fool's Day where one team member showed up with a puppet, which was really funny for about 30 seconds. <laughs> now, this is a PDF, so you can't see the awesome animated GIFs that are here. Uh, but if you go to leanremote.com, then you can see these and also some tools on, on how, to implement, uh, how to implement Lean on a, on a remote team. I've also been known to uh, write some funny songs, and this is actually a song that, that I wrote for another speaker uh, that is here at the conference. You'll have to click on the link here if you want to be able to see the song that's there. Um, but again, just another way to kind of be funny and create that human connection with not just our team, but also the, the companies that we work with. And finally on humor, this is Topher. Now, Topher is a developer. And for about the last three or four years, he's been working with our company on a project-by-project -project basis. But a few months ago, he decided to join the team on a more permanent basis. And so he was going to be coming into a, uh, his first hangout, and we really wanted to make sure that he felt welcome. Uh, so we kind of kicked around some ideas of what we could do. Somebody said maybe we could, we could punk him or play a prank on him. Uh, when we found out that Jill actually wasn't going to be in the stand-up that morning, then somebody, and I'm not going to say who, but somebody came up with the idea that we all take our shirts off, and then when Topher hops into the thing, into the hangout, then we completely act like, like nothing was wrong. So this worked pretty well. We were able, we were actually able to keep a straight face uh, for a full 30 or 45 seconds, seconds before we broke. And if you'll notice, you know, leaders lead, and I, I took the, the biggest bullet by actually being in the same frame as another guy with a shirt off. <laughs> Hashtag awkward. All right. So four years ago, I realized that I had a problem. And since then, we have come up with some tools and some methods and even adjusted our culture to be able to fix that problem. Uh, but it's only because we did lots of experimentation, we did lots of iteration, we did lots of failing and trying new stuff. Um, and now we are in a room with, what, 120 people or something who I'm sure have done lots of iteration and testing. So uh, I want to encourage you guys. Uh, that you can make lean work with a remote team, but you have to be intentional. So go, be intentional, try things, experiment, fail, try again, iterate. Um, find a way to make lean work with your remote team. And when you do, tell me how you did it. Thank you, guys. I think I've talked pretty fast, so uh, my red light's not on yet. So if somebody has some questions that they want to ask, I'd be happy to, uh, to answer them. Yes? How do you think it's working when you only have, we have a national office now with only one remote team? So there's a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, the biggest thing that I've found that works is that everybody shares the pain. So if you have a meetup where you have one person that's kind of remoting in or you have a few people that are remoting in to a meeting, then you can actually have people that are in the home office take their laptop, go to an empty conference room, and see what it's like to be remote uh, into that meeting. Because you'll realize that it's harder for you to hear what's going on, it's harder to make your voice heard, and it does that big thing that we need, which is empathy. Uh, so that's one of the things that you can do. Um, also, you can have that team work together as a team on a, a project that's kind of, a, you know, you give them a task and let them work as a remote team on that and then report back. Also, I know it's expensive, but getting everybody together at least a couple of times a year under the same roof is so powerful and so effective.
Uh, yes, in, in the scarf. Okay. Yes. Yes, so one of the things you can do is have, uh, and this is not perfect, right, but you have one whiteboard that you're using a, uh, either a Google Hangout or you're using the rocketboard.it. Um, so there's one person that's the designated drawer. Uh, so kind of like when you play pickup football and you have somebody that's all-time quarterback, it's a little bit like that. You have one person that's kind of doing all the drawing, and then the other person could potentially sketch something on a piece of paper and hold it up and say, hey, add this to the drawing, and then that person goes up and puts it up there. So that might be one way. Yes, in the striped sweater. Um, when you were working with the team in Manila, uh, did you have conference calls with them? And if so, how often? And then the second question was, is, uh, were they familiar with the managers who were working there? Or were there any concepts that you had to teach them about before you actually dive into the process? Sure. So the, I'll try to get, get both of those. First question was, um, just to make sure everybody can hear it, um, did we do conference calls with them? And if so, how often? So I have never initiated a conference call, and I hope to go to my grave never initiating a conference call. Anytime that I can, um, I will try to do some type of a video hangout because I think it's just so much more powerful. So we would do, uh, we would do video chats, and we use Google Hangout for that. Um, and then we had to find a time that was kind of late for me and kind of early for them. So again, you want to share that pain. Um, so that was, that was one of the ways that we kind of accomplished that. Screencast also made it where we didn't have to have as many conference calls, so I wasn't having to stay up uh, quite so late or then get up so early all the time. Uh, the, second question was, um, the second question was, did I have to explain the domain that we were working in? Uh, we were fortunate in this situation that it was actually a person that grew up in Texas that moved to Manila and was running the team down there. So he was very familiar with what we were working on. Um, and there was a time zone change, but there wasn't the same cultural or, uh, or language barrier that there could be in some other situations. Yeah. Yes? Um, how would you uh, compare the uh, Google Hangout of one person per frame versus the uh, one camera per conference room uh, dynamic? Mm. You know, we've used both of those. And if you have a, a wide angle camera, uh, then those are really good to kind of capture everybody in the room. Having, so one of the benefits of having one person per face is that when that person is talking, uh, you can actually click on their face in Hangouts and it will fill the screen so you can actually see their face a lot better. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's typically not too bad if you have, um, I've really only done it with about four or five people in the conference room with a wide angle camera. And that's not too bad at all. So I don't know that one is a deal breaker. Uh, it's just whatever the better tool is. And, and I, would, I would suggest, again, that you experiment and see what works for you. So yes, Zach. And your recommendation on audio, helping to improve the quality of the audio? Yes. Uh, one of the things, if you have a couple of people that are in the same room and you're each using laptops, make sure that you have one microphone and one speaker. Um, I found a little 99-cent app that allows me to mute and unmute my microphone on my laptop without having to go into Hangouts. Um, so that's been really powerful. I can just kind of hit a little hotkey and, and toggle it on and off. Have you ever, um, used, have you ever used an external speaker, uh, external microphone? Yes, and sometimes I've found that external speakers are actually more important than having external microphones because the speakers on the laptop don't really get loud enough. So I've, I've used an external speaker and that works really well. External microphones are, are good too, you know, because they're kind of designed uh, to work better. But Typically, most of the teams that I'm working with have MacBooks, and the microphones that are on those are pretty good. Uh, when we've had problems, it's typically been with, uh, with PCs. So. 
All right. Well, I do have uh, some buttons up here if you like buttons. Uh, I've got some of those, and they say leanremote.com on them. So if you want to go there, this, this whole this next year, uh, we've got 52 weeks of Lean Remote, and we're going to be throwing out some ideas each week of kind of how you can implement Lean Startup with your remote team. And uh, I'll be up here to ask any questions. I'm also doing mentoring tonight if you want to ask some more questions then. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.